It is Wednesday, May 22nd, and this is Pink is the New Podcast by me, Trent Venegas. So, uh, it's been a pretty long week for me personally. Uh, Work has been um, in overdrive for the past week or so. Uh, So, I have been running around like a crazy person, but that doesn't mean that I haven't been keeping up also with all of the fun pop culture and entertainment news that happened over the last week. So... Let's get to it. Uh, let's see. Last Wednesday, uh, the 15th, um, there was a story that went around um, when Larry Rudolph, who is Britney Spears's manager, has been her manager from the beginning, um, gave an interview to uh, an online website. And um, he kind of, I mean, he wasn't coy or anything, he was asked questions about Brittany and her well-being and what she's up to. And uh, essentially what he said was that Brittany may never perform again. Now, because this came from Larry, who every hardcore Britney fan knows, uh, the, the, his words carried meaning. And I don't really like reporting on um, rumors that are that come from sources or that don't really. Uh, I, I I if it's unsubstantiated, I don't really like to talk about it or give it any credence. But when someone like Larry Rudolph says something, um, I take notice. So when Larry said that. Um, you know, it was his opinion that she may never perform again. It was something that I took to heart. Now, a lot of fans, uh, you know, the ones who are, I'm, (laughs) the Britney Spears fan camp these days is pretty much all over the board. You've got, and it's very extreme. On the one hand, you have these, in my opinion, really um, overdramatic, um, drama queens who are, you know, screaming from the rooftops, these crazy things based completely on nothing, unsubstantiated rumors, and they're running wild with, with them. Um, and the gamut runs all the way to the other side where it's, you know, fans who think that she does no wrong and everything's perfect. And honestly, I think the truth is somewhere in the middle, but we don't know. I don't know, so I don't really like to have like an opinion about something that I'm not entirely sure about. So as soon as Larry said this, this made this comment, um, fans were coming for him saying, you know, like, whatever. I mean, people were coming for him because they were upset with what he said because they want Britney to perform again, to keep putting out music. In my opinion... Well, my first reaction was, that sounds pretty good to me, considering how long Britney has um, worked and slaved for her, uh, for her art, for her career. Um, you know, I-, I would be very, very fine with her taking a very long break or even retiring from entertainment altogether. But, you know, we'll see. Um 
later on in the week, um, I believe it was on Friday or around Friday, the photos came out that Brittany and her boyfriend Sam were out and about shopping up in like Calabasas or or somewhere in a in a northern Los Angeles um, affluent suburb, and she was spotted with with Sam, and they went shopping, and she went shopping by herself like over these couple of days. And one of the paparazzi photographers asked her if she'd perform again. And it sounds on video like she says, of course. Now, take that with a grain of salt. Um, When paparazzi are yelling at celebrities, they don't always hear what the question is. And sometimes they answer and they're not being serious. So I don't necessarily know that her saying, of course, to a question that was screamed at her... um, is is proof that she will perform again or that she even wants to perform again. But whether or not she does, I would love for it to be up to her. And, um, you know, we'll see. So this Britney saga continues um, from week to week. And um, yeah, I guess we're just going to have to keep an eye on it and see how things progress uh, in Britney land. Um Last Wednesday, Netflix released the trailer for the new season of Black Mirror, which is out this summer. And uh, if you saw the trailer, you saw that Miley Ray Cyrus, sorry, Miley Cyrus, (laughs) um, is going to be in the new season of Black Mirror. And uh, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. I'm a big Black Mirror fan, and the show has never done me wrong. You know, it's kind of like an episodic, uh, new kind of version of The Twilight Zone. It's, how, it's a good way to describe it if you're not aware. And last year, the season of uh, Black Mirror, or the last release from the Black Mirror series was a choose-your-own-adventure movie. So it was a feature-length movie that streamed on Netflix, and periodically throughout the um, the movie, there were an a either-or question posed on the screen, and you used your remote or the Netflix app to select one of the two answers, and depending on what you chose, the movie went in that direction. Uh, Bandersnatch is what it was called. And I loved it. I loved that whole, that movie was great. And now that I'm talking about it, I need to watch it again. I need to make some different choices as I watch it to see a new version of the movie because there's something like a million different possibilities or something. It's, It's crazy. So Black Mirror always brings the entertainment. So... I am excited for the new season, and it is coming to Netflix this summer. Also last Wednesday, Disney released a new promo video for the live-action version of Aladdin. And um, I haven't talked about Aladdin yet. Aladdin is one of my favorite Disney animated films. I saw it in the theater when it came out a long time ago because I'm old AF. Um, back when it was out in theaters, me and my very, very good friend, uh, Sherry, who still lives back home in Detroit. 
Hey, Sherry, if you're listening, um, she and I saw Aladdin many, many, many times in the theater. Uh, we were big Disney fans. We, we, that's our thing. We would see Disney movies together. And Aladdin is one of the ones that we saw multiple times in theaters. Um, I remember we would go to the Disney store and buy, like, the toys. I remember I had a... Um, life-size genie lamp uh magic lamp and you shook it and uh, you lifted the top and it kind of was like a magic eight ball so you asked it a question and it would say you know whatever answer you know uh and i loved that thing i remember i also had a jafar staff like his snake staff it was like a toy but it was kind of like life-size and there was a button that you pressed and the eyes lit up and the mouth opened up and it hissed or something that was fun i i loved that thing so so aladdin and i i have a strong affinity for aladdin now that's the animated film the live action version i'm mostly excited about from what i've seen it looks pretty good except for will smith as the genie now i'm definitely trying to um keep an open mind and be optimistic, uh, uh, cautiously optimistic, because to be honest, no one can outdo uh, Robin Williams's performance as the genie in the original animated film. So that right off the bat, you know, nobody was going to beat him. Uh, I'm not a big Will Smith fan. So that is a strike against it. And everything that I've seen so far from his performance, I haven't been impressed with. So cut to last Wednesday when Disney released uh, a small promo video for Aladdin. And it was a portion of the Prince Ali performance, you know, where Aladdin comes through the streets of Agrabah as the prince. And he's got like this huge um, coterie and of animals and dancers and it's this huge parade as he's trying to impress uh, princess jasmine and uh the genie is leading the charge singing the song it's one of my favorite songs on the soundtrack and to be honest the way will smith quote-unquote sings it in this video is very lackluster very boring and very underwhelming he's kind of like talking through it he's not really singing it's not a good look i'm like if this is how it the movie's going to be, um, I'm not going to love it. But I'm still going to see it because, like I said, Aladdin holds a very special place in my heart. And um, even if Will Smith is the worst genie ever, irregardless of that possible fact, I'm still going to see the movie. So, yeah. Uh, last Wednesday, Shakespeare's sister uh, released a new song and a new video uh, called All the Queen's Horses. And it is the first new song from Shakespeare's sister in something like 27 years, which is amazing. Um, and as I, if you've been listening, I've been talking about Shakespeare's sister for the past few weeks because they're one of my favorite groups from the early 90s and they put out one of my favorite records of all time and they had a terrible breakup and they never, uh, they didn't do anything professionally together since like 1992. So now that they're back and they're releasing new music, I'm super excited. Their new uh, album singles collection comes out this July, I believe, and it features two new songs. And one of those new songs was released last week, uh, All the Queen's Horses. And it's a great song. It's a, a very um, 
uh, hope, hopefully it gives you a really good taste of what's to come. And if this, these two new songs mean that a whole new album is coming soon, I am all for it. The video is very clever. It calls back to their career and their music videos. So it's something familiar for old fans. And I think it, uh, the song is good enough to, to, to garner some new fans. So very excited about that. Um, last Wednesday, we learned that uh, one of the three new Game of Thrones related series began production. The prequel show titled Blood Moon went into filming production last week. And as far as I'm aware, since it's a prequel, I believe Blood Moon will focus on um, the ancient time of, you know, Westeros and all the you know the the land of Game of Thrones and it'll feature the First Men and all of that and it, and it'll probably tell the tale of how the Night King became the Night King in the first place. So Game of Thrones may have ended this week and I'll get to that soon, but as one series is one series is ending, another series is going into production. So we will have more Game of Thrones-ness in our future. So it's something to look forward to. Um, A really cool piece of news came out last week, uh, last Wednesday, that West Point is going to graduate the largest group of Black women in one calendar year. So this graduating year, the class of 2019, uh, West Point will graduate 34 black women. Uh, and it's the largest class of African American women to graduate together in the military academy's lengthy history. Uh, last year's graduating class, so the class of 2018, had 27 uh, black women. And the expectation is that next year's class will be even larger. So I'm not a military person. I'm not going to go down that road and talk about that business. But an institution as, um, um, you know, as storied as West Point is, uh, that it is graduating 34 black women this year is fantastic. So congratulations to those women. Um, Please do our country proud. Last Thursday, uh, rumors started going around that actor Robert Pattinson is in the running to become the new Batman. So Batman, the Batman movies are going to be rebooted again. uh, And Robert Pattinson is reportedly in the running. So um, as soon as the rumor started, all these reports were Robert Pattinson's the new Batman. And that is not true. On Friday, the Warner, Bro- Warner Brothers stated that there has been no deal set. So it is not official. Robert Pattinson is not the new Batman. He may become the new Batman, but he is not yet the new Batman. My opinion is this rumor was probably released to see what the general consensus would be if they were to cast him. And it's been mixed. Um, you know, people think about Rotten... They think about Twilight when they think about Robert Pattinson, and that's not a good connotation that you want to have associated with Batman, in my opinion. Um, But other people have commented on social media, friends of mine, saying that he's fantastic in this movie, he's fantastic in that movie, we should give him a chance. And I read an article that was very honest that it doesn't really matter who 
is cast as Batman, there's always backlash. When Michael Keaton was cast as Batman back in the late 80s, people hated it because they were like, Mr. Mom can't be Batman. And Michael Keaton turned out to be a fucking amazing Batman. Um, So when Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker, nobody, nobody thought it was a good idea. And Heath Ledger went on to prove all the haters wrong and he ended up posthumously winning an academy award for his performance so there you go um robert pattinson may become the new batman uh, and if he does we shall see so when that news becomes official i'll make sure to remind you and let you know so for right now it is a rumor Um, In other batman news the cw released a trailer for the new series based on Batwoman. So as you may recall, I mentioned in an earlier podcast that the CW has picked up a Batwoman TV series that will star Ruby Rose. And she has previously played the role of Batwoman on a crossover episode of Supergirl or Arrow or The Flash or all of them or something like that. So Ruby Rose has been cast as Batwoman and she will have her own show on the CW this fall. Uh, and then the trailer was released last Thursday. Uh, I liked the trailer. You know, it, it was a little cheesy, but I kind of trust Greg Berlanti, the showrunner. He did an amazing job with Supergirl. He did an amazing job with The Flash. Um, so-so job with Arrow. So I am a Greg Berlanti fan, and I have faith. I think Batwoman's going to be great. What's really fantastic about this series is Batwoman... Um, is lesbian. She is a gay woman. So this series will be the first time that a lead superhero character is gay. And I am excited about that because visibility matters and uh, all the the little kids that we'll see, um, or the adults, all the people that will see that a uh, gay person can be a superhero is a story that I am going to always support. So I am a fan of Batwoman and I am looking forward to this new series. Um, In other gay news, Univision announced last Thursday that they are going to produce the first ever telenovela to feature gay lead characters. The show will be titled, Please Pardon My Spanish... El corazón nunca se equivica, which means the heart is never wrong. Uh, And it is a spinoff of the Mexican telenovela, Mi marido tiene más familia. My husband has more family. Uh, And so from what I understand, and I'm not a telenovela watcher, but from what I understand, the two lead characters two gay male characters are have already appeared on this other series, My Husband Has More Family. And they're so popular that Univision decided to spin off a series that will feature the two of them as the leads. So, you know, coming from a Latino ethnic family, I can tell you a gay storyline telenovela is big, big news. Um, It might even get me to watch because, once again, visibility matters, representation matters. And if I can support something like this, 
I will either watch it with the subtitles turned on or maybe I'll learn some Spanish. I don't know. Um, and then finally, uh, last Thursday, I was able to see one of my favorite bands in concert, Garbage. Garbage played a show at the Shrine Auditorium, and I met up with my best friend Darian and his new boyfriend, and we saw Garbage together. Darian and I um, are Garbage buddies. So while Sherry, my friend Sherry and I back in Detroit used to be Disney buddies, and my best friend Sarah and I are Tori Amos buddies, Darian and I are Garbage buddies. He and I have seen Garbage many, many times together. We try to see them whenever Garbage comes to L.A. And we've been very fortunate to uh, meet and befriend Shirley Manson. So we often get to see her after the show by invitation, which is very, very nice. We love her very, very much. Um, So we went to the show. Uh, It was an amazing, amazing show. Um, They are no new album out yet. Hopefully there'll be a new album soon, but they are they are one of those bands that have been touring for 25 years and they can still, they sell out wherever they go, packed house, houses full of fans. And last uh, week's show here in LA was no exception. We were invited to hang out for the after party afterward. And the three of us got to spend some time talking with Shirley, catching up. She's so sweet. She's always checking in on us and asking how we're doing. Um, giving us big hugs and, you know, taking silly photos with us. So we had a really, really good time last week. The show was fantastic. Getting to spend time with Shirley was amazing. And getting to do all of that with one of my best friends um, was really, really a great, great night for me. Another fun thing is we were at the after party and um, we saw that Lauren... Lauren from Churches, the lead singer or the female singer in Churches was there. And we kind of didn't want to bother her because, you know, obviously she was just there as a regular person going to see Garbage. But um, we ended up saying hello and she was so, so sweet. She, um, you know, took the time to talk to us and we were telling jokes and we talked to her for a little bit. So we kind of like had a nice little uh, interaction with her and she graciously took a photo with us. So, you know, Churches is one of my favorite new bands. So it was a pretty good night for me. I, uh, I have to say one of my favorite garbage shows, not only because I got to see and hang out with these beautiful, beautiful, intelligent, strong, outspoken, politically active women, um, but I got to spend some time with a really good friend of mine doing, you know, one of the, my most favorite things in the world, which is going to concerts. So that was last Thursday. Last Friday, K- uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's new album, Dedicated, was released. And uh, I love it. I love it. Um, Carly Rae does no wrong in my book. Um, the first thing I did that morning was play the record and I was bopping along Um and my friend Kindred in New York, who is a huge Carly Rae fan, has been pumping up that album and promoting it on his social media. And uh, so uh, we are very happy that Carly Rae is back with a new record. So if you're a Carly Rae fan, Dedicated is out. Go stream it. Go buy it. Go love it. Um, some sad news. Last Friday, we learned that Grumpy Cat... Grumpy Cat passed away. The internet sensation, um, cute, cute, cute little cat, his real name was Tartar Sauce, um, p- 
passed away uh, at seven, which is very young for a cat, you know. Um, I think he was, I think he suffered from dwarfism. I think he had like a problem and his little mouth was always like, you know, it looked like he was frowning. That's why they called him Grumpy Cat. And he was really one of the internet's most beloved memes. So, uh, very sad news that Grumpy Cat passed away. I have to tell you, I met Grumpy Cat one time. He, uh, his owners put out a book. His owners are very rich, by the way. His owners have become multimillionaires over like two a few times over based on his popularity and they released a book uh, and there was a book signing at kitson when kitson was still around the kitson in santa monica and i was like you know what i kind of want to go see grumpy cat and i thought sure i'll just go see this cat there was a line out the stout the door down the street and here i am waiting in line to meet this cat and i did and cute cute little grumpy cat was in a little um a little cat bed, and he kind of, you know, I, I feel like that cat looked like he was over it, you know, like all these people like lining up to see him. And um, I got to see him and get a picture with, with him. So that's my grumpy cat story. And now grumpy cat is gone. So it is with a heavy heart that I say, peace the spork out, grumpy cat. We loved you and we will miss you, but your memes will live on forever. Um, news came out last Friday that the showrunner who was in charge of the new Beverly Hills 90210, uh, reboot, sequel, faux, faux documentary, whatever it's, it's going to be, he quit. Um, he quit. And then immediately there were rumors going around that it was Shannon Doherty's fault because, you know, she has this reputation for being difficult, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as those rumors came out, Shannon posted on her social media, shut that shit down. She's like, this has nothing to do with me. Keep my name out of your mouth if you're reporting on this. The showrunner quit, you know, for his own reasons, had nothing to do with her. So there you go. As far as I understand, yes, it's true that the showrunner quit, but there's been no official confirmation as to why. But from what I understand, um, because Jenny Garth and Tori Spen- Spelling created the show, they're creators, so they're executives, and I guess they're writing, and maybe they're doing too, too much, stepping on the toes of the showrunner, and the showrunner was like, I'm out, I can't work like this. So that's that's what I have heard. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. It sounds feasible to me. You know, working in TV, I kind of have a little bit, little bit of uh, insight into this kind of thing. So I kind of believe it. But for whatever reason, the showrunner is gone. And it has nothing to do with Shannon Doherty. Um, but the, the show will, you know, continue. <laughs> BH90210 will be out uh, this year, um, hopefully with the new showrunner. And hopefully not with Jenny Garth or Tori Spelling in that role. They need to just be the actors. Sure, they can be executives and they can be executive producers and they can have a say in how the show turns out. But in my opinion, they should leave the show running to someone else. Just my opinion. Um, It was also reported last Friday uh, that uh, Stephen King's 1984 book, Eyes of the Dragon, is being adapted as a series for Hulu. Now, Eyes of the Dragon is a fantasy series, kind of like Game of Thrones. So now that Game of Thrones is finished and going off the air, there is a void for that kind of television programming. Hulu executives 
assume. So I think that's why it was announced the week of Game of Thrones's finale that um, Stephen King's book, Eyes of the Dragon, is being adapted. Now, I read this book a long time ago. The late 80s, when I was young and getting into reading, Stephen King was my favorite author, and I devoured everything that was available, all of his books. It... Um, Needful Things, uh, The Tommyknockers, Pet Cemetery, Misery, all of his books, Firestarter, Salem's Lot, oof, that horrible book. Um, horrible because it was scary, not because it was bad. Um, and I do remember reading Eyes of the Dragon. I loved the cover. The cover was green and there was a dragon on it. And I don't really remember the story very well. I do remember there's a prince or something and it, it felt kind of Hamlet-y at, you know, like the, the Hamlet story, um, influenced or something. So, uh, I'm probably going to reread it. Uh, I do have it on my Kindle, so I'll probably reread Eyes of the Dragon before it comes out, uh, on Hulu. So if you're a Stephen King fan, keep an eye out for that. Um, and then the last bit of news from last Friday was Janet Jackson opened her residency in Las Vegas. So after Britney Spears launched her residency in recent years, all of the major pop stars have flocked to Vegas to jump on the residency bandwagon. And Janet Jackson is the latest to do so. So her residency opened last Friday And uh, if you are a Janet Jackson fan, you need to make your way out to Las Vegas to see her show. Now, I am a Janet Jackson fan. uh, So, you know, I'm not a... I don't love Vegas. I say this all the time. I don't really love Vegas. I tend to go for shows. So I will go to Vegas to see Garbage. I will go to Vegas to see Britney. I will go to Vegas to see Nine Inch Nails. I would go for Tori Amos. Um, But I wouldn't go for just anything. Uh, I would probably go for Janet. So, you know, maybe I can bundle a a quick uh, weekend trip to Vegas to see Janet and someone else. Um, So, yeah. So Janet Jackson's in Las Vegas now. Go see her. Last Saturday, the big news was the Eurovision uh, competition, which is this huge singing competition that happens uh, in Europe. Uh, And please forgive me, please forgive me as I talk about this, because through my whole entire blogging career, I have talked very briefly about Eurovision because it's such a big, um, it's such a big thing in the rest of the world, but it is nothing here. Like the US, we don't pay attention. We know nothing about it. I don't even understand how it works. It's kind of like a singing competition and people vote based on country and like singers represent their countries and there's a winner. So, uh, yeah, so that happened last Saturday. It really was on my radar mostly because Madonna performed at the, um, at the Eurovision competition this year. She performed, uh, a, uh, a medley of Like a Prayer and a new song, Future. And, you know, a lot of, she got panned for her singing. I thought she did fine. Whatever. I thought the performance, her performance is great. It looked great. Um, it sounded fine. And I'm here for Madonna. I love Madonna. So I had no problem with her performance. 
Um, and as for who won, so from what I understand, the Netherlands won. So congratulations to the Netherlands for your Eurovision win. And the UK came in dead last. And I only think that's funny because there's all these memes going around that people were blaming it on Brexit. Um, so whatever. Uh, the Netherlands won and everyone else lost. So congratulations to the Netherlands. Uh, it was announced uh, last Saturday that Evanescence goth pop band is going to release a new album next year. Apparently, Amy Lee and the boys have been writing a record and it'll be ready for release next year. Uh, I'm not a huge Evanescence fan, but I do love the singles. Um, and I have a funny funny little story that so Darian and I have seen many shows together not just garbage so he Kirsten our friend Kirsten hey Kirsten down in Australia uh, we went to go see Evanescence here at the Hollywood Bowl and all we wanted to hear was their hit single My Immortal My Immortal is like our favorite song of theirs and you know none of us were really big Evanescence fans but we we're like we're gonna go to the show because we want to see we want to hear this song perform live and, you know, they did their whole show, and they did, like, the other single, which was like, eh, okay, whatever, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. And it wasn't the last song they played before the encore, so we were like, ah, oh, well, there you go. Like, of course, their biggest song is going to be the first song they come back for their encore. So they come back for their encore, and they don't sing My Immortal. And I think they sang one more song, which also was not My Immortal. And then they're like, thank you, LA, good night. And they walked off the stage and we were like, what the fuck? Like, how do you not play your biggest song? And I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm projecting or maybe I'm just misremembering, but I seem to recall that there were a lot of people who were not happy with the fact that Evanescence did not perform their biggest hit, My Immortal. And we were all pissed. And I remember we were joking, but we were being super dramatic about like, worst show ever. How could you do this to us? Um, so yeah, that's my Evanescence story. So whether or not, um, Evanescence will come up with another song that's just as big as My Immortal remains to be seen. But if you're a fan, their new record is due out next year. Um, on a personal note, last Saturday, I met up with my friend Adriana, who dragged me out of the house when I was not really up for going out. And we had a lovely dinner together, had an amazing conversation together. And then we went to go see Detective Pikachu. Now, I, the movie came out last week, and I have to correct myself. I have to correct myself. Uh, in last week's podcast, I mentioned that Detective Pikachu beat the Avengers Endgame at the box office, and I was wrong. I do remember reading an article that said uh, that the movie, I think the movie beat Avengers for one of the days, like maybe Thursday night or Friday or something, or maybe not. But I thought that I read that Detec Detective Pikachu beat um, Avengers at the box office last, last week, but it did not. And I didn't see it last week, but I did see it this week. So Adriana and I went and we loved it. You know, Adriana really loved it. I thought it was super cute. I liked the way that they portrayed uh, Pokemon as if they were life-size um, living in the real world. So it was really, really fun. The story uh, had a little left me, had a little to be desired. Um, there were things that I would have done differently. Some of the story didn't really make a lot of sense, but 
you know, I, the other problem I had with it was I had a hard time not hearing um, Deadpool speak every time Pikachu spoke because Pikachu is voiced by Ryan Reynolds. So there you go. But if you're a Pokemon fan, um, it's probably something that you'll think is cute or you'll love it. Um, so yeah, the talk of Pikachu, I enjoyed Last Sunday, it was reported that Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost got engaged. So Scarlett, one of the biggest actresses in Hollywood, and Colin Jost, one of the least funny people on SNL, that's my opinion, are engaged to be married. So congratulations to them. Yeah. Um, Last Sunday, I also saw John Wick Chapter 3. And, uh... And I can tell you with absolute assurance, John Wick Chapter 3 did beat Avengers at the box office this weekend. So uh, Avengers finally lost the weekend box office to John Wick. And, uh, but in, in, in other good news for, the event, for Avengers Endgame, it has passed Avatar as the most uh, successful movie in box office history. So... They're making money. Uh, it has made more money than every other movie out there at the box office. So congratulations to them. But this weekend, they lost the weekend box office race to John Wick. Now, I <laughs> I liked John Wick Chapter 3, particularly because I watched John Wick and John Wick Chapter 2 back-to-back at home on the couch on Sunday. Um, it looked like a good movie and I saw, I read some people, like a lot of my friends were like, they loved the series. So I was like, what is this movie about? So I watched the first two movies and I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. Keanu Reeves is like an assassin and he kicks ass and it's one of those crazy movies where the fight scenes are pretty amazing. So I loved one and two and I'm like, I need to go see three and three was just as fun. Um, so if you're a John Wick fan, I recommend it. Uh, it was also reported that having, because it had done so well at the box office this weekend, John Wick Chapter 4 will be released in 2021. So exactly two years from now, we will have another John Wick movie. So we can never have enough Keanu Reeves in our lives. So I am very happy about that. Um, two finale shows uh aired last sunday the big one game of thrones ended after eight seasons and again the (laughs) reaction has been mixed personally i was fine with it i was fine with the way that the show went out um did it have problems yes were the things that weren't explained hell yes were the things that i would have done differently fuck yes but guess what I don't, I didn't make that TV show. So I, you know, it's silly. All these people talking about like, it sucks. You know, a million people signing a petition to have the whole last season remade. I mean, it's so stupid. I'd be so embarrassed if I was that person. People, you don't have to love everything. And if you don't love it, fine. And if you want to complain about it, great. But like, don't be lame while you do it. <laughs> Whatever. I'm, I'm not even going to talk about that anymore. All I'm going to say is I was fine with the way Game of Thrones ended for the most part. Um, my biggest problem, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it by now, here's here, I'm going to spoil it. So either skip this part or don't listen or whatever. Um, I didn't really love the way Daenerys died, but I was fine with it. I was surprised. So I was like, okay, cool. I can live with that. 
And um, it kind of wrapped up super nice at the end. Everyone was like, blah, 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 blah. We're going to go on our own ways. And I guess that's fine. Like a series like this has to end in some way. And that's how it ended. It let, it was open-ended for other sequels and spinoff shows. So I'm happy with that. I just was not happy with the way that of all of the characters who were in the running to become the final leader of Game of Thrones world, Bran, of all people, became the king. You know, it. there's a meme going around that, like, you know, it, the meme is like, when you don't participate in the group project, but you still get an A, like, that is totally what happened. Bran kind of was like a lame character, even though he was all magical and three-eyed raven and blah, 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 blah. Um, of all the people who, in my opinion, were much more suited to end up on the Iron Throne in the end, or at least end up as the ruler in the end, um... I would not have picked Bran, but that's the way the show ended, and I'm not going to complain about it. So Game of Thrones is over. It is done It is in the books. So there you go. Game of Thrones, over. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Let me know. Um, another finale uh, on Sunday was the Barry finale. So in the past few, uh, I've mentioned Barry on an earlier podcast. Um, is, is a show on HBO. Bill Hader plays uh, an assassin, and it's a darkly humorous show. And this season was so, so great. And this finale episode was so, so good. The uh, the second to last episode last week really set up this finale episode really, really well. I was like, holy fuck, what's going to happen? And as I watched, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And the very last scene in the finale, it was like, oh my god! So I cannot wait for Barry season three to come out, come out next year. So if you're not watching Barry, please do. Game of Thrones is over now. And now there are new shows to watch. So watch Barry and Killing Eve. Killing Eve ends. There's one more episode coming up. It's going to come up this coming Sunday. So I will be talking about Killing Eve next week, but not going to talk about it now. Last Sunday was my good friend Emma's birthday. So those of you who read my blog or follow me on social media know that Emma and Josh are really good friends of mine, and they are the parents to two of the cutest babies ever, Duke and Booker, who are not babies anymore. Now they're growing up to be like cute little kids. Um, it was her birthday last week, and she invited me very graciously to a uh, birthday party, but I kind of wanted to hang out with her and just the kids and Josh. So I went to their place to hang out and played with the boys and caught up with them. So yeah, um, happy belated birthday to Emma. I love you. And uh, I think she and I are going to do a podcast. Uh, she and I have been talking about ideas. So we're probably going to do a bonus podcast at some point. So stay tuned for that in the future. Um, all right. So last Monday, this weird story came out that the estate of Whitney Houston announced that <sighs> a hologram version of Whitney Houston is going to go on tour this year or next year or something. Um, hologram tour, uh, Whitney Houston is coming and I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of feel like it's kind of weird and morbid. They're going to project a digital version of Whitney Houston on stage and just play her records. Seems like a weird, bad idea to me. Um, but also announced was that, uh, unreleased music that was recorded during Whitney's first album or first few album recording sessions is going to be released. So on that regard, I guess I'm kind of happy about that news. 
you know, I, d- I don't always love posthumously released music, but, uh, I mean, maybe I do. I mean, I'm very happy about the, the unreleased music that's coming from Prince, um, and there really haven't been any posthumous records from Whitney Houston so far. So if they're going to release new music, I'm down for that. I don't think I'm going to be down for the Whitney Houston hologram tour. So don't expect me to see me at that show. But if it sounds something that's interesting to you, enjoy it. Um, on Tuesday, today, uh, George R.R. R. Martin in response to all the news about the Game of Thrones finale, he announced that two new books are coming. So his book, his next book, which is supposed to be the finale to the Game of Thrones story, has not been written yet. And it was supposed to be written before the series ended, but then he takes 20 years to write a book and HBO couldn't wait. So they went ahead and ended the story on their own terms with guidance from him i understand um and but he's still going to have a book two more books to come out and he says that the ending is going to be different than what we saw on game of thrones so while the game of thrones series is over the game of thrones saga is not uh so yeah george r r george r r martin promises that new books are on the way but coming from him That could mean next year or the next five years or 20 years or we'll all be dead before those books come out. Stay tuned. Um, The trailer for the Downton Abbey movie was released today on Tuesday. And if you're a Downton Abbey fan, I know you're very excited about the release of this movie. Uh, The trailer uh, makes clear that uh, the king and queen are coming to Downton Abbey. So for some reason, they're going to come chill with uh the dowager and and all of the the characters that we love on Downton Abbey so the trailer came out today so if you missed it go check it out I loved Downton Abbey let me just say um it's not really a show that I thought I would like I hate period pieces I really hate period pieces I don't like the movies I don't like the tv shows and anything that Kira Knightley does I'd never watch because she only does period pieces so You'd think I wouldn't be a Downton Abbey fan, but it's such a well-done show that I am a fan and I'm excited for the movie. So yeah, can't wait. Um, Netflix announced today on Tuesday that Dark Crystal, The Age of Resistance will premiere on August 30th. The first photos were released and the show is going to be a 10-episode prequel to the original 1982 film, the Dark Crystal, which came from John Henson. So if you know The Dark Crystal, it has John H- Henson puppets, and they're kind of, like, scary. I mean, I thought they were scary-looking when I was little, um, especially the evil Skeksis. Like, they were creepy. But, like, the, you know, the the heroes, the elfin heroes were also creepy. So, but, you know, I, I, I did not love it when I was a kid because it scared me. But, like, as an adult, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a great movie. I've seen it on the big screen. And um, so I'm a Dark Crystal fan, and I'm very excited to see how this new uh, show prequel turns out. Um, let's see. The show is once again set uh, on the world of Thra and concerns three Gelflings who discover the horrifying secret behind the Skeksis' power, and they set out on an epic journey to ignite the fires of rebellion and save their world. 
the Gelflings in this new Dark Crystal prequel are voiced by Taron Egerton. So the guy, amazing actor from The Kingsman, and he's gonna, he's playing um, Elton John in the new biopic Rocket Man. So Taron Egerton is one of the, the Gelflings. Anya Taylor-Joy and Natalie Emmanuel are the voices of the Gelflings in this new Dark Crystal prequel. Um, the show has a huge voice cast, which includes... Now, there's a long list, and I'm going to read as many of them as I can, but there are a lot of them. So, Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, will feature the voices of Harvey Firestein, Mark Hamill, Jason Isaacs, uh, Simon Pegg, Andy Samberg, Helena Bonham Carter, Harris Dickinson, Natalie Dormer, Eddie Izzard, Toby Jones, uh, Mark Strong, <laughs> uh, and Donna Kimball, uh, amongst other people. Like I cut, I left a whole lot of other people off. Um, the show's executive producers um, include Jim Henson's daughter, Lisa Henson. So I'm very glad to hear that a Henson is involved in the creating of this show. So I'm excited. I hope you are too. Um, I have a sad update. Well, a disappointing update. So last week I mentioned that the PBS kids cartoon Arthur, um, in the show's 22nd season premiere episode, features uh, a same-sex wedding between Arthur's teacher, Mr. Ratburn, and his fiance, now husband, uh, husband-to-be. And I, last week I talked about how cool it was that there's a, a cartoon that talks honestly about same-sex marriage and how there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but the update is that uh, the Alabama PBS network, public broadcasting system, PBS, um, will not air that episode because they suck. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, you know I'm, I'm not going to rail against Alabama because well, Alabama is terrible. Alabama has done, the the government of Alabama has done terrible things. Um, They have this horrible abortion law on the books that is completely unconstitutional, completely illegal, that makes, uh, I don't even want to talk about it, honestly. Like, of of the things I want to talk about this week, that is the last thing. I mean, it's important news, but I don't want to talk about it. Um, And then this Arthur thing is just another black mark on that state's horrible record of just, everything so boo to them um support support arthur you know if you if you do watch it stream it or whatever watch it a few times to make up for the for the the people that won't get to see it in alabama Ugh. Uh, let's see uh, the last thing that I want to talk about uh, is that Netflix, again, um, released the trailer and uh, for the new season of Stranger Things, which is coming out this summer. And the trailer looks cool. I never really know what's going on in Stranger Things. It's one of those things where you watch it and you're like, oh my god, it was so great. And then you're like, what was it about? And I'm like, I don't know. It was like, I don't know. Stuff. So <laughs> the new season of Stuff from Stranger Things is coming out this summer, and um, 
yeah, so that's cool. Uh, it's set in the 80s, so I'm a big 80s fan of Kid of the 80s and all of that, so I'm looking forward to that. But another cool thing um, about the Stranger, the new season of Stranger Things is that Coke has announced that they're going to uh, relaunch their new Coke ad campaign this summer in conjunction with the release of Stranger Things. So those of you that may remember or have read in your history books, um, Coca-Cola changed the formula for Coke in the 80s. And they called it New Coke. And everybody hated it. Everybody hated it so much. It was just like people were like pissed off that they changed the formula for Coke because people love Coke so much that they had to recant and go back to releasing original formula coke so even to this day cans of coke say original formula to to tell people that it's not this new coke formula recipe that they tried to release in the 80s but now very smartly they are going to relaunch that ad campaign uh, in conjunction with the release of Stranger Things because it times with the 80s-ness of the show, and I think it's genius. I don't know if they're going to actually release New Coke again, but I think they should. You know, like, Pepsi re-released Crystal Pepsi in the last five years, which was their big failure. They released Clear Pepsi in the 90s, and it was a huge failure. And then in recent years, they re-released it again, and people buy it for a novelty, not because it tastes good. So um, I would not be surprised if Coke does release new Coke again, or at least they, you know, they're definitely going to release ads um, as a product tie-in with Stranger Things. So I think that's funny. I think that's cool. And that's all I got. That's all I got for this week of uh, entertainment news. Um, I'm trying to think. There was something else that I was thinking about as I was talking that I wanted to mention. And if I don't remember, it's not going to make the cut this week. So I don't know. Uh, it must not be that important. Or it will be and I'll remember it and I'll be like, damn it. But there you go. That's how that's how it works when you podcast sometimes. Um, yeah, so last week, a lot of really great pop culture things. And it was a very busy work week for me. Um, I'm working on a show right now and I've mentioned it before. I'm working on the HGTV show, uh, a very Brady renovation where we bought the house that was used as the exterior fronts for the Brady Bunch and we are completely renovating it to make it look exactly like the show. And we're almost done. We filmed the finale episode this week. Um, and I will talk about this later on down the line as we get closer to the show coming on the air um, I will talk more about my work on a very Brady renovation. Hopefully I'll have some fun bonus podcasts to share as well. Um, but that's what's going on live right now. Like I just got home from set and I'm tired AF and I'll be back on set early tomorrow morning. So tomorrow's going to be a busy day for me, but that's my sad story, not your sad story. So I'm going to stop rambling and I'm going to wrap up this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed uh, recapping and reminiscing about all the fun news that happened this week. 
And I hope you'll meet me back here next week when I talk about all the stuff that's going to happen in the next coming seven days. So uh, hit me up on social media if you want. Um, my personal socials are at Trent Venegas on all the platforms. And you can follow Pink is the New Podcast at at Pink is a New Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Pink is the New Pod on Twitter. So you have a great week and I will talk to you next week. Bye.